page 118, A Forest of Mountains. This is how it was for the people, earth soggy underfoot, clinging still to each forward step, sun dim overhead, shielding damp clothing from the possibility of comfort, carriers increasingly devoid of wherewith to sustain life, yet of water there was still enough, pools among which the people walked slowly began to diminish, Chewing on bits and pieces of bark on leaves with a pleasant taste, we walked on. Twigs as yet too green to sustain fire were placed each evening in the middle of the fire circle, reminding us of probable tomorrows, Daughter of Wisdom said. And it was she who insisted that all these actions necessary to kindle a flame be taken, even though all knew that sustained fire was impossible in such damp. Reminding us of possible warmth, she said again. It was this wisdom that some of the people watched. This awareness of the possibilities of tomorrow so filled the mind and heart of Daughter of Wisdom that the very nature of her presence disallowed those who might otherwise perceive only today's melancholy, only the sorrows of an aching stomach and a spinning head. Yet day after day, Daughter of Wisdom set a firm foot on today's path, speaking often of Mountains covered with trees. Surely these trees sheltered many creatures beneath. Surely berries and roots were there to sustain many of those creatures. And shall we learn again by watching, she went on, asking who would perform this and that task when opportunity arose. And so it came to be in this land of slowly decreasing waters that each one focused on some special task pleasing to them that they would undertake when circumstances allowed, and Daughter of Wisdom walked among the people, cajoling them away from a present sorrow and toward tomorrow's possibility. Remembering each self-selected task, she would inquire into the manner of this and that, how this one preferred to set snares, until all the people discussed these tasks to the exclusion of all else, gathering from time to time into groups, reflective of our focus, and there were some among the people wise enough to discern her purpose. And first among these was he who stood forward. For I tell you now, that one understood that Daughter of Wisdom carried all the people across a trackless morass with the strength of her purpose. Now it became his purpose to carry them up the sides of mountains, across ravines, toward whatever better place might be found for a people who had come to prefer sustained residence. And so, from time to time, already accepting this responsibility, he who stood forward would comment on the increasing proximity of the mountains, which were at first only implied along a distant horizon, and he began to talk about ascents and chasms, valleys and placid streams until all the people looked at the same image a land of difficult crossings and quiet rewards strength measuring climbs and secure arrivals and we began to discuss one with another the manner we might employ to sustain each other up cliff sides as we had sustained each other across slippery rock crossings 
and the task seemed easier all the while, and Daughter of Wisdom carefully watched each smallest person. Perceiving a lagging foot, she would settle herself with a sigh, suggesting all might stop and wait for her to rest a while, suggesting that all might nibble a grain of this or that, or drink freely of the so-present water. Making much of vigorous chewing, she would comment on the distance achieved, on how a purposeful people walks quickly, beyond probability, past possibility, toward achievement, and yet more is achieved, she would add, until the pattern became a song. Now look, more is achieved by a purpose, purposeful people than by those who see only today. More earth is crossed by a purposeful people than by those who only count stones. Safe valleys are reached by a purposeful people which the purposeless never recognize. Many people sang this song of many verses in one theme, each inventing a new way to express their understanding, and some among the people were wise enough to see the flow of action. Their startlement that one as strong as Daughter of Wisdom found rest so frequently necessary slowly changed to an understanding of how a people with little food and less knowledge managed to cross a vast land of little food and less shelter. Where anyone at all saw an impossible purpose, Daughter of Wisdom perceived possibility and carried the people with her on the threads of her thought. Now the horizon slowly rose up until it towered above each level-eyed person. Looking increasingly skyward, the people searched for eagles' patterned spiral in the air, knowing to conclude from this the probable scurry of four-footed fur bearers, those who carry with them some food and some warmth for a people who hunger and who would take joy in some additional protection. And as the mountain slowly approached, he who stood forward sought the attention of Wisdom's daughter. Catching her gaze at last, he carried some invisible food to his mouth. She understood his purpose and slowly approached some of the eagle watchers, talking now and again about small berries and other fruits which might escape the notice of those who only watch the sky, focusing in this way their awareness without encouraging expectation. She modified a sky-gazing people into one who watched both sky and earth. And soon the first berries were found, fat and sweet and white in color, too few to sustain a people, but enough to give them hope, and each berry was carefully divided into as many pieces as gave each a share, leaving two for the earth, so that all the people might understand this first gracious gift of a new earth. And a great shout went up in recognition of the sky patterns traced by two outstretched wings, bringing the people an image of future plenty. And the hearts of the people were light indeed, lifted skyward on wings of perception to join Eagle in his search for Earth's other bounty. Eyes now constantly searched the Earth for traces of vines or four-footed travelers, seeking a place to stay and eat and gather strength for the mountains which walked rapidly toward them. Few eyes turned to their advancing height, and so it was that the People looked at last with amazement at the towering rock around them. Eyes bent to the ground, turned again skyward, and understood at last where Eagle had begun his flight. 
two eyes at last, at least, had watched the approaching mountains from the very first day, measuring their possibilities, understanding the nature of the task at hand. These eyes had slowly selected the surest path, the best access to mountain structure, and had led the people instead into a rim of vertical rock walls. Regarding these apparent limitations, so abrupt an end for so long and tiresome a march, the people cried out in desperation, How will we reach from here to any accessible valley? They asked again and again, for they saw the necessity of finding some space better endowed than any so far seen with roots and berries and the four-footed creatures of whom Eagle reminds us, but he who stood forward, watching Daughter of Wisdom in her careful path, had designed a path of his own. How will we find a solution, he asked, until someone suggested, let us counsel together. An awareness that safety lay in the coalescence of the group rapidly taught, touched the thoughts of each of the people, gathering us together around possible fire to consult with one another, and it was then that Daughter of Wisdom gave the people one more gift. This council, she explained, has won its fire center. And with that, she withdrew a bundle of carefully gathered sticks, guarded during these long days, carried over so much water, and struck fire into their midst. A gift from the great island we left behind, she explained, gathered for you by ancient wisdom. Before we left one another, that one gathered three bundles, one to be lit at the first secure place we reached on land beyond water, one to be lit at our first valley home, and one to be lit when we chose a place to maintain. It was my thought, she went on, it was my thought that until now we had not left the waters behind, and all laughed, understanding the piquant humor of her words valuing her apparent confidence in our ability to achieve a goal much too distant to be possible. Looking once more at the magnitude of our present accomplishment, this council began on just so secure a footing, laying out plans for tomorrow's progress, assigning tasks to today's children, devising a pattern of search for a wise mountain access. For I tell you now, our present location held no great promise. Dry stone walls reached up on three sides. No water ran between them. Few bushes and no food lay on every side. In no direction did trees promise either shade or a higher place from which to view this part of earth. I have been thinking, he who stood forward said at last, seeing dismay in many faces, what a gift it is to be where we are. Satisfied with the startled looks he saw around me went on, for so long now we have stood in mist and spray. Nothing we recognized was dry. Little protection from any wind could be found, yet here we are. Now, he continued, secure against rock walls, protected from any wind, water near at hand, the people who have only been somewhere between damp and dripping stand at least on the edge of warmth, drying their dampened spirits before the sun's great gift of heat these walls have so carefully gathered for us. And all the people saw 
that this perception, too, was part of the whole which they addressed. Those with the wisdom to see it gave thought to the careful patience which enables one of the people to encourage all of the people toward a purpose they alone perceive. These gifts gave consideration to the quiet thought that often precedes the apparent accident of success. These ones gave thanks that such persons as Daughter of Wisdom and he who stood forward had been born and learned and survived among the people, that the whole people might, might also survive. But these ones understood that daily living also requires the whole people to survive. They saw a water path crossed by no one at all, had not the whole people made that journey. And these ones saw that sometimes an individual vision and sometimes the general wisdom are required for survival. But these ones also saw that as it requires two feet to walk from one place to another, so does it also require two wisdoms. And the one and the other come from different sources, and yet they both come from the people. And so it is that some lend a special vision that the whole people lend many feet to, that the ones who see both possibilities truly sustain a people, for it is these who follow rapidly and therefore also lead. And without these middle persons, our path would be a helter-skelter of disparate motion. So be it, for I tell you now it is so.'"